Now, sometimes, despite all of our best efforts and good intentions, bad things do happen. Now, the good news is that we have the power to create a better outcome from a bad situation. Welcome to the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast, where we explore the keys to unlocking your full potential and living your best life. I'm your host, Jose Johnson. Whether you're looking to make a breakthrough, overcome a challenge, or simply live with greater clarity, joy, and purpose, you'll find the tools and inspirations you need right here. So let's start your journey towards personal mastery and growth right now. All right, hello there, and welcome to the first episode of the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast. I am your host, Jose Johnson. I'm an expert in the fields of mindfulness, mindset, and peak performance, and I am so excited to have you with me for this episode. And today's episode is all about the power of perception and how we can learn to take control of our reactions to external circumstances. Now, well, there's an old saying that goes, it is what it is. I'm sure you've heard it. And while this statement can be used to remind us to accept situations as they are, it's way too often used as a cop-out. It can reflect a defeatist attitude. It becomes a verbal signal that we've given up hope, that we are powerless. But when we learn to take it a step further, we realize that we do have the power to shape our situations to our advantage. In fact, my personal motto is, it is what it is, but it becomes what you make it. And I believe that that last part is the most powerful and most frequently overlooked idea that there is. So let's get to it. Let's start with the difference between facts and meaning. Have you ever heard the phrase perception is reality? Well, it turns out the perception is not necessarily reality. When we talk about any situation, there are two main components, the objective fact and the subjective meaning. And typically, the objective facts of any situation are completely different from the subjective meaning that we attach to it. Now, if you're old enough, you might remember the old Dragnet television series. When we look at any situation, we should adopt the Joe Friday approach and look for just the facts. Why? Because the facts are neutral. And it's our interpretation of the facts that get us into trouble. And our interpretation of the facts generally comes from some sort of cognitive bias and creates what I like to call an emotional overlay. And this emotional response directly impacts our thoughts and our behaviors. And our thoughts and behaviors, well, they create our personal reality. It's like you wake up and it's Friday the 13th and you think to yourself, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. Well, let's break this down. The fact is that it's Friday and it's the 13th day of the month. But the interpretation is that it's an unlucky day. Now, that's our cognitive bias kicking in and that we should be worried or anxious that bad things are going to happen to us, which is the emotional overlay. And then our brains, particularly our reticular activating system, start looking for evidence to prove that this will be, in fact, a pretty shitty day. And this leads to all of our thoughts and actions being driven by that perspective. And the end result, well, it ends up being a crappy day. But not because it was Friday the 13th. That's just the fact. But it's because we perceived it to be a bad omen and we set our subconscious intention to have the wheels 
fall off our day. But I want to remind you that we do have the power to change our perceptions. And one of the best ways to do that is through a process that's called cognitive reframing, which can greatly reduce stress and improve our well-being. In fact, research has shown that individuals who practice cognitive reframing experience less stress and greater life satisfaction. So what is cognitive reframing? Cognitive reframing is a technique that involves changing the way we perceive and think about a situation. Now, to do this, we need to detach ourselves from our habitual ways of thinking and believing and instead choose to make deliberate decisions to adopt a more optimistic or empowering perspective. Now, the process of cognitive reframing involves several steps. The first step is to identify the negative or unhelpful thought patterns that are contributing to our current level of distress or dissatisfaction. This might be when we catastrophize things or when do we engage in black and white thinking. Once we've identified these patterns, the next step is to challenge them. Now, this might involve asking ourselves questions like, is this really true? Or what proof do I have to support this belief? And by questioning our automatic thoughts and beliefs, we can begin to see them in a more objective light. The final step is to reframe our thoughts in a more positive or empowering way. This might involve finding alternative explanations for the situation or focusing on the opportunities that it presents. So, for example, if you're faced with a difficult challenge at work, we might reframe it as an opportunity to develop new skills or to demonstrate our unique strengths. So I want to share with you a personal example. Uh, There are two activities I've done for most of my life, music and martial arts. I've been playing trumpet professionally since I was 16 years old. Now, despite having so many years of experience, I suffered from stage fright, but only when it came to performing solos. Now, this is not an unusual situation, but it was completely unacceptable to me. But I couldn't figure out how to make it stop. There were the butterflies in my stomach, the dry mouth, the sweating. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And that is where my martial arts training kicked in. When I was in my late 20s, I started studying Tai Chi. And I started competing in Tai Chi competitions primarily as a way to deal with my performance anxiety. That sounds kind of weird, right? Uh, I wanted to put myself in situations where it was just me and I had to learn to deal with my nerves. Well, I eventually became a very successful athlete. I was on the U.S. Tai Chi team. I competed in China against the best in the world. Uh, I was a two-time U.S. national champion. And I I became a highly sought-after coach and performer. And it was one day when I was getting ready to walk on stage to do a performance in front of an auditorium full of martial arts practitioners and many of my teachers and martial arts heroes, I felt those old feelings kicking into high gear, the butterflies, the sweat, the jitters. And I thought to myself, why the hell am I so nervous? I know what I'm doing. Hell, I'm one of the best in the world at what I do. And then it hit me. It wasn't nerves. I was excited. And all of those feelings that I used to define as fear were actually the signals that my body was preparing to do something really awesome. And in a future episode, I'm going to dive more into the science of why and how this works. But for now, let's leave it at this. I was able to reframe stress and anxiety as preparation and excitement. The facts were the physiological symptoms, the butterflies, the sweating, the tunnel vision, But my perception of these facts completely changed. And now I no longer struggle with the problem. 
So remember that cognitive reframing can be a powerful tool for improving our well-being and resilience. By changing the way we think about a situation, we can reduce our stress levels, improve our mood, and feel more in control of our lives. Hey, it's going to take practice, but with time and effort, anyone can learn to reframe their thoughts in a much more positive way. Now, one of the most important lessons that we can learn is the difference between what we can control and what we can't control. Many times we waste our effort on things outside of our control and that can leave us feeling powerless. However, by focusing on what we can control, we can greatly increase our personal agency and resilience. Research has shown that individuals who focus on what they can control experience greater life satisfaction and are more likely to achieve their goals. Now, one of the ways we can take back our power is through a process called the circle of control. The circle of control is a concept that helps us to differentiate between what we can control and what we can't control in our lives. It refers to the idea that there are some things that are within our power and some things out of our power. The things that are within our control are the things that we can influence or change through our actions and our decisions. Things like our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, and our reactions. We have the power to control these things, so they are the area where we can make the most significant changes in our lives. Now, on the other hand, the things that are outside of our control are the things that we cannot influence, no matter how hard we try. These might include things like other people's thoughts and feelings and behaviors, uh, the weather, the traffic, or the actions of businesses and governments. Now, while we may have opinions or preferences, well, we ultimately have no control directly over them. The circle of control can be a helpful tool for managing our emotions and taking actions in our lives. By focusing on the things that are within our ability to control, we can feel more empowered and less helpless in the face of challenging situations. Now, it can also help us to let go of the things that we can't control, and that frees up our energy and attention to focus on the things that really matter. So here are a few practical exercises that can help you apply the concept of the circle of control in your life. Now, the first one is to create a circle of control diagram. And to do this, you simply draw two concentric circles on a piece of paper. That means one circle inside the other circle. Now, in the inner circle, you write down the things that you can control, such as your thoughts, your emotions, your behavior. In the outer circle, write down the things that are outside of your control, such as the weather, other people's actions, or any kind of global event. This visual representation can help you to clarify your thoughts and focus your energy on the things that you can influence. Exercise number two is something that's called influence mapping. So in influence mapping, you want to think about your problem or the challenge that you're facing. And you want to write down all of the factors that are contributing to that situation, both the internal and the external. Then you would draw lines connecting the factors that you can influence or control. What this does is it helps you identify the areas where you can take action and make a difference rather than focusing on the things that are outside of your sphere of influence. And number three, cultivate a growth mindset. Now, people with a growth mindset believe that their abilities and intelligence can be developed through hard work and dedication, while people with a fixed mindset 
believe that their abilities and intelligence are set in stone. Developing a growth mindset can help you to focus on the things that you can control, such as your effort and your persistence, rather than the factors that are outside of your control, such as innate talent or luck. If you want to learn more about the science behind the growth mindset, I suggest you read the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carolyn Dweck. This book can be a real life changer. Now, by practicing these exercises, you can learn to apply the concepts of the circle of control in your life and develop a greater sense of personal agency and resilience. Remember, while there are many things in life that are outside of our control, we always have the power to choose how we respond to them. Now, sometimes, despite all of our best efforts and good intentions, bad things do happen. Now, the good news is that we have the power to create a better outcome from a bad situation. How? By taking responsibility for our actions and decisions. And by doing that, we can turn our adversity into our success. Uh, It's not always easy, but it is possible. There are countless examples of individuals who've overcome seemingly insurmountable obstacles to achieve fantastic things. By learning from these examples, you can gain insight, inspiration, and practical strategies on how to flip the script. So in my life, I've had a number of health issues that resulted from having a very aggressive form of prostate cancer. As a result, I've had a number of unwanted side effects and actually almost died a few times. Now, I could certainly wallow in self-pity and become angry or depressed, but I've worked really hard at reframing my situation, my what it is, and I've used it as fuel to live a better life because now I know that life can be short and very unpredictable. And that's why I have vowed to live every day to its fullest, to work my ass off, to become the most impactful person that I can be, and to do that in everything that I do. So I guess my second motto should be carpe diem, bitches. All right, well, what did we learn today? We've learned that perception is not always reality and that cognitive reframing can greatly improve our well-being. We've also learned the importance of focusing on what we can control rather than wasting our effort on things outside of our control. And finally, we've learned that we can turn any adversity into success by taking responsibility for our actions, our decisions, and our reactions. I encourage you to apply these lessons to your own life and see what positive changes you can make. So thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for a future topic, please don't hesitate to reach out. And be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast. And in parting, remember, it is what it is, but it becomes what you make it. So make it great. Thanks for tuning in. Before we wrap up, I just want to remind you that the information shared in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional advice or treatment. While the content of this podcast is based on research and personal experience, everyone's situation is unique and the advice given may not be applicable to all. Always consult a qualified professional before making significant changes in your life. 
The Personal Mastery and Growth Podcast is recorded at the So Good Media Studios, located in the Candy Factory, a co-working space in Lancaster, Pennsylvania.